Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans. Welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. Proud to be your host, Jim Barron, as we talk about the Rays making some moves before the deadline to strengthen our chances for the second half of the season. Uh, of course, the NBA crowned a champion this past week, and the Olympics are underway. Lots to talk about. Number here is 877-448-7901. We'll be right back to get the show started on Power 90.1. There's a lot going on at the Landing Bar and Grill in Valrico. There's great food at the Landing featuring several signature Landing-only specialties like shareable appetizers, seafood, flatbread, salads, wings, pasta, pizza, burgers, gluten-free, keto-friendly, kid-friendly, dog-friendly, dessert craft beer and cocktails and a lot more and if you're looking for entertainment we've got it national holidays food events live music karaoke cornhole and live team trivia check out our full menu on facebook or online at thelandingvalrico.com sports is back and we've got that too the landing bar and grill off lithia Pinecrest in valrico the landing bar and grill land as strangers depart as friends now now back to the show back to the jimmy b sports show on power 90.1 we are a city on the rise, forging into the future from our iron down past. We are a city of fire and water, of trees and towers, built through generations of blue collars and the brightest scholars and all of those who have worked harder. We hold tight to our roots and set our sights on tomorrow. And this is our team that has stood with our city for more than a century, from Old Municipal to the corner of Carnegie. A team that has seen its own progress and prosperity. Its history flows like the river through the heart of the city. A history that has given us miraculous moments. Moments that span years and others 22 games. Moments that broke barriers and moments that broke hearts. Moments that prove this is more than a game. We remember those moments as we move forward with change. You see, it has always been Cleveland that's the best part of our name. And now it's time to unite as one family, one community, to build the next era for this team in this city, to keep watch and guard what makes this game the greatest, to come together and welcome all who want to join us. We are loyal and proud and resilient. We protect what we've earned and always defend it. Together we stand with all who understand what it means to be born and built from the land. Because this is the city we love and the game we believe in. And together we are all Cleveland Guardians. And there you have it, the Cleveland Guardians. Just like that, the Indians are done. Starting next year, the baseball team will be referred to as the Cleveland Guardians. That was a clip from the uh, Indians organization rolling out their new name. I guess they had uh, 1,200 different possibilities, they said. Um, Narrowed it down to a 
140. <laughs> and that's the name they came up with, the Guardians. Would love to hear your thoughts on what you think of that name. I think it, uh, they could have done a little bit better, if you ask me. I don't understand um, the name Guardians on what it's supposed to represent. I guess they're saying that, um, you know, as far as being Guardians of the City and Guardians of Cleveland, and you're going to have people that are never going to accept the change. Uh, if you grew up, it's been the Indian since... 1915. So people that have been following baseball for a long time are going to have a little bit of a difficult time with uh, referring to them as the uh, Guardians, I think, going forward. No, Chief Wahoo, the logo that's been there, they stopped that in 2018 uh, on the jerseys and the hats because of, um, you know, they got protests from the Native American groups for decades. So, uh, this is the last year of the Indians, and um, we'll go from there with that. I'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, what you think a better name may have been for the Cleveland team, if you really care about it at all. If not, the only thing we have to worry about with Cleveland right now is them playing the Rays this weekend. Uh, we start this weekend here in a um, series against Cleveland. We're one game behind Boston going into the weekend. Rays have been playing great the last couple um, games, last couple weeks, actually. So as we get ready for the second half of the season, uh, there's going to be some changes. Obviously, we have the trade deadline that came into effect this week. And if you look, the Rays already made some changes. Um, we went with Nelson Cruz. We picked up Cruz yesterday, uh, or on Thursday, I should say. Uh, we added him to the team what a great DH he is. Uh, if you look, he's, you know, he had great career for a while with the Twins. Uh, 41 years old. 41 years old. He can definitely hit. He's hitting almost 300. He'll play the um, just as a DH. He won't be in the field at all. So when you have that lineup now, you know, you're talking about you got Yonder, you got Wander Franco in there. Then you have, you put him in the middle of it. You put um, a Rosarina after him, followed by Meadows. Um, I'll tell you what, you got a lineup in there that's probably going to be the best in the American League East at this point. I would say to be seven and a half games ahead of the Yankees going into the second half of the season here. We're doing pretty great with the paywall, what we have to work with. I know that there's been so much talk about the Lightning, well-deserved with the um, season that they had, uh, getting another Stanley Cup trophy and the celebration and everything that went along with it. Great time to be a fan, definitely, no doubt. Now it's going to be about the Rays for the second half of the season, coupled with the, the Bucks getting ready next week for the preseason. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But for right now, love to hear your thoughts on what you think um, was behind the race thinking on picking up Nelson Cruz on um, Thursday. Now, not just Cruz, we also made another deal with the Mets. We dealt another 41-year-old, Rich Hill, to the Mets. So 
you know, we picked up one 41-year-old and then we got rid of another 41-year-old. So uh, I guess that's a wash as far as the age goes. Maybe uh, Tom Brady will have a uh, bocce partner here with uh, Cruz. But talking about, you know, Hill, I think it's a good move. I think when, if you look at, since they've made the changes to some of the pitching requirements, the, the spin on Hill's ball has decreased tremendously. Look at the record, I believe it was one and three and starts since that uh, took place, since that change took place. So I really think that um, I, I'm okay with the Rays dealing Hill right now, at least as to somebody outside of our division um, and let them worry about it over in the uh, National League East there with the Mets. But uh you know, if you look at the team right now, what we're doing in the second half of the year to have Nelson Cruz, you, you get him, like I said, you put him alongside of of Meadows. It may be a couple less bats, though, for some other players on the team. Don't forget, there's only so many people you can play at one time, and no one does a, a, a better job, in my opinion, of mixing up the lineup or getting everyone ready to play the way that uh, Cash does. He really has everybody on their toes, not knowing who's going to be starting that day until the lineup comes out. So next man up, always ready to go. I think that Cruz, no doubt the way he can he can hit in the lineup will maybe fill in some gaps. I think we had to get rid of Hill because Archer will be making his way back, I believe, from what I hear the next uh, week or so. And, you know, don't forget, uh, we also have Tyler Glass now, who they say is out there throwing without any pain uh, in his elbow. And it would be awesome as a fan. And I'm sure the team is just as happy if we could somehow manage to get him back here for the second half later on in the season. So I think with all those things right now, the trade deadline is the 30th. Uh, we took advantage of making some moves before someone else did. And I think that in the scheme of things, with the payroll that we have and working with the limitations that we have to over the last several years, I don't question the the office on the people that they pick up right now. So I'm going to say it's, it's, it's a good move on the organization's part, but we'd love to hear your comments on it. Again, 877-448-7901, or you can email me, sports at power901.com. We'll be right back after a short break to keep the show going. You're listening to The Jimmy B Show on Power 90.1. Now, in-home or in-office do-it-yourself COVID-19 testing is available to you, and the results are 99% accurate. Save your time and be safe by avoiding the lines and crowds. You can test yourself and your family members at home. Test your employees at work, making sure your workplace is safe. Simply call Citation Bioscience at the number we're about to give you to order your COVID-19 testing kits. When they arrive, follow the simple instructions and send them back to us with our prepaid shipping. Results are ready the next day in 95% of the cases. And remember, they are 99% accurate and reimbursable by your insurance company. Save your time, stay safe, and avoid the crowds. Order your COVID-19 kits now by calling this number now. 800-433-8399. 800-433-8399. That's 800-433-8399. 
mind. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. If you like the NBA, you have to wait till next year till it comes back. But uh, Giannis and Middleton and Drew Holiday, they kept a great come-from-behind uh, series win four games in a row after going down 0-2 to Phoenix to uh, take the championship. So you got to like the Bucks. They uh, did it in a way that's a little bit unusual. They d- didn't go out there and, and you know, put together a, a make a team or a super team like the Lakers have tried to do, like the Brooklyn Nets have tried to do. They went out there and um, Giannis has been there for a number of years, Chris Middleton. Uh, they go out there and I, I was very happy to see them win. And it was amazing to me watching the games in Milwaukee. They had 65,000 fans outside in the parking lot and the streets cheering on the team. So they had their party yesterday. Um, congratulations to the Bucks and to all their fans. So good year for the Bucks. B-U-C-K-S, and for the Art Bucks, B-U-C-S. Speaking of the Bucks, obviously the preseason starts here pretty soon, and the question is, can anybody in the NFL match up with our Buccaneers offensively or defensively? Right now, I'll tell you what, we're the team to beat, obviously. We won it last year. We're bringing back everyone from that championship team. So just saying those words alone uh, make you the favorite. Barring any injuries, I think that we should have a great year. Again, all the weapons that uh, Brady has, uh, they just celebrated. They got their rings Thursday night, uh, Super Bowl rings, 319 diamonds to um, to go with the win. 31-19 was the final score, so that reflects the 319. Uh, I guess it's, it's something to say. It's got a twist-off, removable top which shows the stadium underneath with the word historic to um, commemorate the accomplishment. Uh, You know, I saw that ring and I saw the lightning ring. Those things are pretty unbelievable. I'm kind of, uh, I don't know, I kind of like the lightning ring better, honestly. But either way, I'll take take any one of them. Whatever you want to send me is fine. So... Talking about the Bucks going into the season here, as you know, Brady's coming off the uh, knee surgery. They say it was a little bit more um, serious than some people may have thought or let on. But nonetheless, Brady's coming back. Great rehab. He's all ready to go. Doesn't plan on missing any time whatsoever. So by returning all of our starters and now having another year under our belt uh, to get the team, oh, Brady... Learns the offense a little bit better. He and Arians, obviously, on the same page. It's hard to see them not going out there and having another great year. I really think that um, if we can stay away from any injuries, then, uh, you know, we should be fine. Talking more about some football here, you you know, you have these, with the preseason starting, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on with some of this virus, the Vikings. Well, the NFL came out and said this. In order, they're really trying to get people to get vaccinated. They want the players to go out there and get vaccinated. They want the tier one um, 
personnel, which is the coaching staff that's on the field all the time. They obviously want all those guys um, vaccinated. So what the NFL is saying now, if for some reason a game can't be played, like last year, there are several games that had to be made up due to the COVID protocols. The team got some people that um, had the virus, couldn't play. So they're saying now that if those games cannot be made up during the regular season, if they can't be squeezed in to make them up, then the team that caused the game to not be played will be responsible to pay the other team's salary for that game. Um, So that's going to cause a lot of issues. And and I bring that up because due to that fact, obviously it's a multi-billion dollar industry with these owners and the teams in the NFL. So they don't want to have to go out there and pay, you know, some other people's salaries. Look at Mahomes. He's making 40 million a year. He's making, you know, two and a half million every week. So, It adds up after a while, especially if it's one or two games. So building on that, just came out today that there are two assistant coaches. One of them was Rick Dennison. He was a Minnesota Vikings assistant coach. And the other one was um, Popovich, Cole Popovich, who was with the Patriots as a uh, co-offensive line coach with them. Now, these guys are tier one staff. Now, these are players that are always, you know, on the field and, you know, have full access to the team. So they're around the players all the time. Well, what happened was that they refused to get the vaccine for COVID-19. Dennison and and Popovich there at at the Patriots. So as a result, the Vikings told him he's no longer with the team. And same thing with, you know, Popovich with the Patriots. So this is just starting, and you're going to see a lot more of this. Players that don't want to get vaccinated for whatever reason. Um, Now, I I really don't care what your uh, political stance is. It doesn't really matter. We're talking about sports here. But I feel as though the situation is you have the right to take the vaccine or the vaccination, or, or not. If you choose not to, then it's going to be up to your employer if they mandate it. And it looks as though the employer in this situation, being the NFL, is saying, yeah, we want you guys you know, to take the, the, the vaccine. So there's going to be more players as we go forward throughout this training camp that you're going to see, whether it be players or coaches, that um, are going to kind of be often a different um, place and a lot of them may not be able to uh, play this year. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that because it's something that is really going to come into effect here uh, across everything, not just the sports venues, but no, everywhere, whether you allow people into a concert. Um, I just saw a concert, I think it was with the, the Foo Fighters, uh, was having a concert for you had to show proof of vaccination to be able to get into the show. Well, ironically, one of the band members of the Foo Fighters who was vaccinated, by the way, came down with the COVID and they had to cancel the show. So how ironic was that? But it's going to be all across um, every job and, and everything else throughout this country right now is this, you know, the more fears of, of uh, increased levels 
of this thing keeps on going. So um, as far as the Vikings go, they're saying that they're still in contact and talking with, uh, talking with Dennis in there about possibilities, but it looks as though he's not going to bend and, um, you know, he refuses to take the shot. So again, his prerogative, there's going to be a big divide whether or not these companies decide what they can do because they're their own entity. They have a right to profit as a business owner, which these teams are businesses. And if they so choose to mandate that, then you're going to have to either, you know, do what they're asking or go find employment somewhere else. And that's about where we're at right now in, in this country with um, the situation that's going on. So again, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Again, it, it's not, I don't think it's, you know, any political divide at all. It just, it is what it is as far as, your choice, your body, your choice. Do you want to take it? Do you not? How do your teammates feel if you're a star on that team that refuses to take the shot because of your own preferences? Where does that leave you? So there's a lot of different variables that come into play. And we'll see how all that plays out. You know, also talking about the NFL a little bit. You know, you still have the, uh, you still have the Aaron Rodgers debacle going out there in Green Bay. And I really, as this gets closer and closer, training camp starting next week, it seems to me as though news came out this week that the Green Bay Packers offered Rodgers a very substantial package during this last couple months to make him the highest paid quarterback uh, in the history and to extend his contract. So if that is true, and I don't have any reason to believe it's not, and he refused to accept it, then all that tells me is that he does not want to play for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, He's definitely, um, it's not about the money, obviously. He's definitely hurt by the decisions that they've made. Now, you know, I, I don't understand. $37, $40 million a year to be able to walk away from something like that because someone didn't include you in a decision-making about who they're going to draft, whether it be Jordan Love because they drafted his you know, replacement quarterback for the future or whatever it may be. It's a business. And I'm not saying just go out there and dribble or just go out there and, and throw the football the Packers need to be able to have good rapport with their MVP candidate, which he was the MVP. They did get to the NFC Championship game the last several years. So uh, the organization is doing something right. The quarterback is doing something right. So I don't fully understand, maybe it's the old school in me, where the um, – where the uh, delay is in being able to get the two sides together, uh, except for the fact that it's becoming more apparent every day that uh, he he just doesn't want to play for Green Bay. And Green Bay is going to say, you know what, then I guess you're not going to play. And we'll see what happens. And, you know, Devontae Adams, he's the other one on that team, the, the second star on that team, the receiver. And his contract, this is his last year, and they're very far away from negotiations with him. So you're going to have two people on that team that, um, you know, are going to be unlikely to be you know, seeing them this year. We'll see what that does to the Green Bay football team. Uh, it's sad, but uh, again, um, 
interesting to see where Rodgers ends up if he does end up somewhere or will he just take the year off uh, obviously he doesn't really have to play if he doesn't want to so we'll see how that all plays out anyway we'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1 The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at The Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back to the Jimmy B Sports Show. Talking about the Olympics, yesterday was the opening ceremony before um, a record number of people, record number being zero, at an Olympic ceremony due to the COVID precautions that are taking place over there in Japan. So the opening ceremonies, they're always fun to watch. Uh, They always do a great job over the years in the Olympics, but it was just, it seems so different not having anyone there, just um, a majority of the athletes, I suppose, were there. And then they lit the Olympic torch, which signifies the beginning of the Olympics, and none other than um, Naomi Osaka lit the torch. So uh, for someone who doesn't like to have any attention or anything, she certainly did a uh, good job of garnishing a lot of attention by being the celebrity that, that lit the, the torch. I'll leave that at th- right there for now. We'll talk about more as the uh, Olympics progress. But I'll tell you what, as Quiet as it may have been on the inside with no fans there, if you go outside the stadium, if you go outside where the normal people uh, are living in Japan, they are very much, they're out there in protest of the Olympics being held right now. And for the Japanese to be out there protesting something, that so goes against uh, the way that they're geared the way that they conduct themselves. But they've been in a sort of a state of emergency for for months right now. And again, they're in a state of emergency right now as the games are being played. And I said before on the show that I really think that they should have been canceled again. And the only reason that they weren't canceled is because of the money, which is always about the money. Their television contracts and guarantees uh, contractually obligated restitution if those guarantees aren't met. And don't forget that the ILC depends on, I think it's like 75% of the television contracts for their revenue. And it was already pushed back a year because of the, the COVID last year. And if you go ahead and cancel it now, then you're going to be up against the 2022 um, Winter Games over in, I think it's in Beijing. So it was either now or never either now or never. Um, But the fans are outside. The the people are protesting everything. Um, You know, 80% of the people polled back in April said that they did not want the Olympics to take place there. And that's saying something. So as much as 
I've always enjoyed watching the Olympics and the fanfare and just the camaraderie and everything that goes along with it. I'm really hoping that there aren't any um, backlashes or they're saying it could be a super spreader, which I don't obviously believe that's going to be the case. But I, I do see a lot of potential issues with what's going on. We've already have a U.S. Olympic gymnast um, not being able to partake. Uh, I think we have a handball um, Olympian as well. And there's going to be more. And um, I'm hoping that the Olympics go off without any uh, unforeseen situations. And one of the things that uh, the Olympic Committee said that they will not tolerate any um, you know, protests or, you know, if you go back to 1968 when you had Tommy Smith and John Carlos, the American sprinters there with the, with the protests in, in 68. But they're saying that when you're on the podium, because there's so many people that want to go ahead there and, and, and use their platform to uh, push an agenda that, you know, right, wrong or indifferent. You don't want to talk about all that right now, but there will be no such thing protesting is what the committee is saying. You can go up there and before the event starts or when it's all done, if you want to, you know, do something, they're allowing you to do that. But up there on the podium, you know, they're going to say no. So there won't be any turning your back on the flag or any of that nonsense, which has gone on so many times in the um, trials here. The podium, when you're up there, if you are fortunate enough to be on the podium getting a, a medal, and again, the medal is if you do get one, they won't be putting it around your neck. You have to take it yourself from the plate and put it on yourself. Again, due to precautions with COVID, it's just so backwards. It's, it's really mind-boggling. But um, if you're on the podium, you don't you don't own the podium to be able to go out there and make a statement. You own the moment, and if you're able to capture that moment for yourself, then that that's a good thing. And hopefully, you'll be able to remember that for the rest of your life, but you do have no right to go out there and, um, um, you know, do something that's going to go against what they're asking you not to do. So let's hear your comments about that as well. Do you think that uh, the Olympic basketball team, the men will be able to get things straight? I, I think Booker's going out there now and Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, from what I understand, to uh, beef up that team. They're flying out there this week. If that's the case, um, you know, we'll be fine. I know there's a couple rough spaces, rough patches we had the last couple weeks in some of the exhibition games, but I don't look for that to be a problem. I think that we will win the gold. The women's basketball team will most likely win the gold as well. Um, but it should be interesting to follow. We'll be talking about, obviously, more of that, more of that next week on the show. Um, also, talk a little bit next week about some college football. You have the University of Texas and Oklahoma University looking to go into the uh, SEC. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, it's going to be um, exciting to see how the alignments are going to do. You're gonna, it's going to end up coming down to four different conferences, four different power structures, and the rest of the NCAA is going to go by the wayside, in my opinion, with the way that, that we have known it. I used to really enjoy the different um, rivalries. They did away with the Pittsburgh-West Virginia rivalry. 
um, you know, you can't have a team like LSU in the Big Ten. It doesn't make sense. You have to have the geographic um, continuity, in my opinion, to make it work. Because college football, college sports have always been about the, the rivalries, right? I mean, the tradition and rivalries it is what college football has always meant to me anyway. And again, I would love to hear your thoughts on it. 877-448-7901. So a lot to talk about next week. That's all the time we have now, unfortunately. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, let's hope that the Rays... Get off to a uh, good start against the Cleveland Guardians or Indians and uh, also watch some of the Olympics and cheer on the red, white, and blue. And let's hope that we can um, make a good showing for everything that we believe in in this country. As always, stay safe, stay vigilant. Above all, stay positive. And we'll talk to you next week on the Jimmy B Sports Show. Have a great weekend. 